you know when people say things like this i'm like but no i think the entire struggle is because we don't even think that we are human beings we already start giving ourselves labels from day one we don't think that mm-hmm. i'm a human being mm-hmm. you are a human being we have similar characteristics as as human beings and at the same time we have different characteristics there are women who are tough by nature and it has nothing to do with them being masculine they're just tough exactly. and it's just their nature in the same way there are men who are soft by nature and it doesn't make them any less men it doesn't mean that oh you're acting like a woman i don't like when people say things like, oh you're acting like a man but i'm just being myself I'm just being really mm-hmm. principled. I'm just being Yeah, mm. so all the, all of those stereotypes and labels. On today's episode, my guests and I talk on feminism. I'm not from the usual angle of why women should have rights, but from the angle of the misconceptions that have made feminism have such bad rep these days. There is a reason why women who are feminists and believe in the feminist ideals and what the movement stands for do not necessarily want to identify as one. We talk on this and a lot more, especially how being a humanist primarily will make you a better feminist. Enjoy. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. This is Rita Chukriki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living. Hi, Winnie. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. Hello, Rita. It's so good to be here. <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, that ring to your voice. You know, I'm I'm fascinated by the way you start your episodes on your podcast. Like, hi. <laughs> no, it's not it's not like that. It's hi. Yes. Okay, please don't <laughs> Yes, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. So I've been wanting to discuss today's topic with someone, but since I hadn't seen anyone yet. I kind of left it in the back burner. But after listening to your latest episode on your podcast, it's witchcraft, not feminism, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to have this discussion with mm-hmm. you. But before then, let me ask you some personal questions so that we get to know you. Yeah, sure. That's okay. That's okay. So uh, first of all, your name, which is like, the usual, the normal, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I would really want to know why you started the Word of Winnie podcast. By the way, I think the name of your podcast is so cool. Like it's giving I said what I said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, my name is Winnie Fred and Jaguani. I well, there's really not much. I, I don't think I'm I'm not someone who does well with introductions like introducing myself so i just say my name and then i just jump right and saying okay i have a podcast it's um called the word of winnie podcast just like you said and it is a female-centric society and culture lifestyle society and culture podcast so i started the podcast because i always knew that i wanted to you know i've always had my opinions on things i always in fact i think that's one of the problems i had growing up because it's always like ah winnie always has an opinion. Oh, yeah what, what's your opinion what's your take on this so yeah it's always been like that so it just had to be like a platform to, for me to share my views and my opinion on certain things bothering around society around things that people do around the ills of the government so many things so my podcast is just like a little bit of everything and then i also am someone who talks who is very um i care a lot about the girl child you know i'm very very mm. i'm someone who is um i don't want to use the word like i said on that episode i don't like to use the word feminist but i care a lot about females i'm i put females the feelings of females first in literally almost everything i do and so you know it can't, you can't really take that away from me so it's very obvious that it had to just come to play in my mm. in most of my podcast episodes so yeah mm. Yeah, I hear that. I I wanted to ask you if you consider yourself a feminist, but since you've already addressed it, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I I 
I get that vibe from your podcast as well. I, I get the passion because I think one thing um, about that is interesting about your podcast is how you go all out to not just state your opinion, but your opinion are backed up with facts and examples that are so relatable. So you cannot say, I don't understand feminism or equality or equity or on issues you're talking about without getting like very layman examples in within our context because i believe when it comes to feminism right as much as it's an ideology that can be embraced globally mm. it is unique to every context yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah issues of women are very very unique especially um depending on the society that you come from so while maybe abroad people are battling for equal pay in the office we are still trying to make spaces for more women to be in, in those the office. offices in the first place <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah that's that's great so how did you develop this passion for the girl child and just being passionate about women issues okay so i i recently had an um, interview with the guardian newspaper on this and i was asked something like this i was asked if there was a time and i said look it's always been an inborn thing for me right so i just knew that something was wrong with the system not like i put myself in position to change those things but i just knew that come this is not making sense so i have an um i have a story which i shared with guardian and i'm going to say it now um so one time I was in secondary school and I was, so there's this quiz that we were given. So they just selected like randomly, say five, six people who were doing well in class as at then. And they were like, okay, so this quiz, you're going to use this quiz to determine who's going to be the class captain, who's going to be the assistant and everything. I came first in the quiz and I was made class captain. And then, you know, people were saying, oh, no, you should make the other, the guy, the class captain and make the girl the assistant. So it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, but then this is like, I was the one who I came first. And you said that mm. the person who comes first is going to be the class captain. So it didn't really make sense to me. I was actually made, um, at first I was made assist. I was made class captain, like I said, and then there were a lot of debates around this and then they came back and made me assistant. And of course I did not find that funny. And then they made me class captain. Now, another thing that I think was a great influence was my mom. Cause my mom did not, my mom was not even happy. She was not having it. She was like, so why exactly is why exactly can my daughter not be made class captain? Like, you know, she's a girl, she's supposed to assist the guy. She's like, this doesn't make sense. So my mom is not really so much of a feminist, feminist person, but my mom has always been someone who stood up for um equity, fairness, you mm. know. So she'd mm. always say, but this is not fair. It's not fair. You know, and then on so many instances where we would have things that you say, oh, the guys should go first or the guys should do it first because they're guys. And she'll be like, no, this doesn't make sense. So all of those things just played in my head. When I was growing up, my mom never really did this thing of um, the women should do this. I have a brother, right? And my brother really, literally does everything that we do in the house. The only things he doesn't do will be the things that he's allergic to. Okay, so maybe like sweeping the house and all those other things that involve dust, he wouldn't do them. But he would do other house chores. And they would tell him, ah, you, you, know, you know, my grandmother would come around sometimes. And she'd say, ah, you are a man, you shouldn't be doing women's stuff. And my mom would be like, no, he's my, he's my son. <laughs> he would do everything. You know, just mm. as his sisters are doing. So all of those things kind of subconsciously registered in my brain, right? Yeah. And then so many other instances, I just knew that one day, you know, then I was a child, I couldn't really say so much, but then I just mm. knew that one day I was going to be talking about these things. So, yeah. I feel you on that. And I think at the core of who we are as humans, we can recognize inequality, injustice, unfairness you know mm. and for most of us we grew up with parents that were vocal about their opinions and just like you my dad never cared for gender roles i always share this on when i have the opportunity to i used to wash my dad's car if his car maybe there was a flat tire i was losing it go and pump it and bring it back home and this i was doing at in my 20s, right? And so mm. I know the remarks I get when I get to the fortnizers and they're like, you know, get brother. Why not mm. you say carry the tire, come, you know? 
But it's my dad that sent me. And for him, he didn't it didn't matter to him that I was a girl because he would he would always tell me when you get your own car and you're driving your own car mm -hmm. and you have a flat tire, so you'll be waiting for somebody to come and <laughs> fix it for you or sort you out, right? So he never believed that there were roles meant for boys yeah. and girls. My brother sweeps the house, does the dishes, because that's also the thing. But when my dad was doing that, he didn't have that, I'm doing it because I'm a feminist. No, he did it because he felt that as a human being, I should be empowered enough to survive on my own, right? So with these things, right, you get to understand that it's an intrinsic thing for you to notice when you're treated unfairly or unjustly or you know in a way that is not you feel it in your in your core in your subconscious and you don't like that feeling so what the movements like feminism does is now to come and empower that voice you know that mm -hmm. thought that awareness that you have of this thing is not good feminism kind of empowers you to know that you know it's not good but you know that you can do something about it <laughs> so that's how i perceive movements like feminism they enable they embolden you to like take action so I think the I think I think the movement feminism just gives it a name, and you know there's something about when a name is attached to something, it kind of like gives it longevity. You know, people then you know it would carry on for ages and for years. People now know exactly what they are doing. It's just like most of those illnesses that we used to have back then, our parents, our grandparents didn't know what they were, so those things would just uh, most likely even harm us. But then because now we know what they are, we can address it as it is. I think that's what feminism does now. But on the other side, on the flip side. So now we know exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we can then pass it down, pass it down to like, you know, generations. They know what they're doing. They finally recognize what they feel, you know. So I think that's what feminism movement did. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the catchphrases that I find profound from your episode and i want us to expand on is feminism is a movement of empathy oh i know there is there are so many ways to interpret this but i want to gain like more in-depth perspective of what you had in mind when you said that okay so i know that the other way people will be interpreting this is oh because we feel for the women and we know they are going through a lot so let's just have mercy on them and allow them be on top and just allow them do things nah that's not what i meant <laughs> that's not it's not a, it's not a call for pity you know it's not us just trying to say oh have mercy on us we're crying we're at your knees we're praying nah it's not that you know when i say it's a movement of empathy it's basically because of the human feelings that we should have towards one another it's us putting ourselves in each other's shoes so you know that your gender depriving you of something would make you feel bad then don't deprive another person of something because of the person's gender I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So when I say it's a movement mm. of empathy, it's basically just because of the fact that we are humans. And because we are humans, yeah. we should actually treat each other with respect, with empathy, with, you know, we should put each other's feelings first, basically. That is what I mean. I'm not saying that because some people are saying now that well, people, are, people are saying you want, you want equality. Okay, fine. Because you've been crying for all these years, then we should just give you. But it doesn't mean we think you deserve it. Though. Nah. You know, there are people like that. You know, in office, yes. they'll tell you, yes. tell you okay, because we want to be fair. Eh, let's, let's it not be like, like hey. we do not consider you people. You people should just uh -huh. enjoy it more. We've been uh -huh. enjoying it since. Just enjoy uh -huh. it, yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah, that's not what I meant by that. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's actually feeling what we feel and then saying, okay, you know what? These people deserve these things. Not, okay, let me just give it to you because you've been clamoring for it. Definitely not. And it's not far from also how I perceived it as well, because I think what feminism does is that it creates a space where it is possible for you to also hear our own side of the story. Yes. So you don't do things in assumption. You don't mm -hmm. say because a woman has been seeing her period for 25 years of her life, she should have gotten used to the pain yeah and so you dismiss or invalidate her pain when she complains that 
I have painful menstruation, so I cannot work because I'm in my period. Or, you know, you dismiss that women should not have few days off during their period because, I mean, it is second nature to women, uh, you know, to be seeing their period. Their body, God had already prepared them for the pain by making them women. You know, you hear some of these things and it's like, if you would really understand where we are coming from, yeah, you would maybe begin to understand the reasons why we advocate for the things we advocate for. So yeah. I believe what I understand from that phrase was that feminism creates that space for us to be able to voice out our own side of the story, not your perceptions, not your assumptions of what you think is meant or what yeah. is supposed to be, but what we are actually going through. And so when we advocate for things, know that it's not coming from a place of, and eh, we want to be noticed or we want to be, we want to matter. It's because these issues affect us deeply and we yeah. want to do something about it. Mm -hmm. In addition to what you said, I remember I'm going to just paint a scenario because I'm someone who always paints scenarios. I think that's why <laughs> that's why yes, they always attack me growing up. <laughs> so yeah, um, I remember one time when there's this very elderly man back then in my church. I think this elderly man is about um he's currently maybe in his 80s. So maybe back then he was about 70, right? So he lost his mom. So imagine a 70-year-old man losing his mom, meaning his mom was about 100 and, right? So it was a very big celebration in church. It was actually a celebration of life and everybody attended, young, old. And I went with my dad and my mom and my siblings and everything. And so, so this guy, this man was crying. He was literally waiting. You know, he had just lost his mom and I could understand his pain. And someone beside me said, ah, why is he crying? Hey, don't you know that this is an elderly man and his mom, his mom was very elderly. Didn't he expect that his mom was going to die very soon? And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so then I think I was about, I was about, you know, I was quite young. I was like, in my, like 15, 16. I was like a, a teenager. And mm. so I just looked at this, this woman and I'm like, ah, but that doesn't take away the pain. Like the fact that you knew, obviously, everybody's going to die someday. Your mom is already approaching 100 and something years old. So no matter how prepared we are for that day, we're still going to feel the pain, right? It's just like childbirth. Everybody would have told you everything. Oh, it's so painful. And you would prepare mm. yourself, but mm. you would still feel the pain in the labor. So it's the same thing exactly. as um, our period cramps. We know that there's going to be a time in the month where we're going to go through a lot, but it still doesn't, it's not going to, the preparation is not going to stop the pain. <laughs> it's not, no matter how much we try to take it out of our head or, you know, all the mental activities that they suggest we do, it's still something mm. that is going to pain us and we're going to feel the pain. And even if you mm. don't feel physical pains, like, okay, um, like cramps and all that, we're going to have hormonal changes. It's not going to be the same as every other day of the month. So yes, I, like, I totally agree with you. <laughs> so, you know, you were saying earlier, not just earlier, but in the episode in question that it's hard for you to like identify as a feminist mm -hmm. and that's something i can relate to because it's as if there are a lot of misconceptions these days of what feminism is yeah. by both men and women and mm -hmm. these misconceptions often come from personal experiences you know i think a lot of us we do not move past from experiences that we've had <laughs> either from men you know if you're a woman or from a woman if you're a man you know and that's why there are common levels like men as calm fear women you know mm -hmm. the popular ones we see online these things are mm -hmm. born out bitter experiences that either of the gender has experienced with between each other right but i mm -hmm. think with that comes misconceptions that further jeopardizes the effort of the movement, right? And so when somebody does something that is not in tune with what the ideals of feminism, you know, because she's a woman, and probably she would have mentioned one or two times that I'm a feminist. You'd be like, hey, not them, see them, feminist people, mm -hmm. you know? So sometimes those misconceptions, they, they, they come into the way of 
the movements. Let's talk about the misconceptions, right? What are mm -hmm. these misconceptions and how do they affect this tag, feminism? Yes. Okay, um, I think one of the misconceptions, just like I said on that episode, um, is that feminism is not hatred for men. And I said it on the episode, it doesn't right. mean that we hate the other gender at all. So people who are saying, oh, I hate men, men have done this to me, oh, because of that, I'm going to be a feminist. No, my dear, you're not being a feminist. <laughs> you just hate men. And <laughs> you just that's hate just men and that's totally Period. Period. <laughs> so it's like yeah. that, and that's, that's like the common misconception because people, yes. just, people just liking feminism with hatred, um, to hatred with men and it's not the same thing. If you hate a man, if you hate somebody, I don't even think you're a feminist because basically the reason why the feminism, hmm. yeah, the reason why the feminism movement started off is was because of you know the fact that we wanted to show love to one another in the first place. I wanted yes, to and we on, yes, and we understand right. the feelings of people. So it has exactly. nothing to do with hatred. <laughs> exactly. So like we are not eliminating men because we mm -mm. understand that the existence of men and our existence they are both equally important one cannot yeah. exist without the other so it's yeah. not like cleaning them from the face of the earth and so that all of us will now be free to do what we like mm -mm. i that's agree with it. that one <laughs> i agree with that one that's not it. i think one other one that i see that is maybe not as common as the one you've mentioned it's so subtle right but you find it at the back of people's minds that feminism is only for single women. Wow. <laughs> and I think this is because it's mostly the single men that are more vocal and radical when it comes to issues around feminism, you know, issues around fairness and e equality. However, this is not entirely true. I'm not saying that it is only single women, right? Mm. But you find I that when you're a feminist and a single woman and you're vocal about your belief, you're often threatened and bashed with, that is why you're not married. That is why you yeah. remain single and die and have a cat as a pet. You know, mm -hmm. they shame you because they feel like if not for the feminism ideals that you have or beliefs you have, you would have been in marriage, you know, you would have been married, you would have been desirable for a man to see you and like you, you know. Yeah. But it's not true because even married women, even talking about even people like our mothers, right, mm. they have pushed certain feminist ideals. Example, people like your mom who they, they really did not call it feminism, but they knew what was just and fair. Mm -hmm. And they were vocal about it. You yeah. Know? And, and our mothers who we feel now that are not as fierce enough or radical enough or voiced enough, but we forget that the women that we are now voicing our concerns, advocating for our rights, is because women like, that, like them decided to pay the price somehow for our yeah. own liberation, right? So mm -hmm. it's necessarily you know, not yeah. concerning this whole marriage thing, how oh it's singles that are more feminist than you know. I think it's because of another subtle misconception lying under that same misconception. <laughs> you know, there can be misconceptions <laughs> exactly. <lying>. and over <laughs> overlap and layering more and like I, yes. And I think that that misconception is that feminists are stubborn people, so they cannot be in quote tamed and in quote submissive and i think that's why people say oh that's you see that's why nobody will marry you now when you're stubborn you are there you are you are dragging shoulders with a man i think that that's why people say that thing and it's not even funny yeah what other misconceptions funny enough it's still going to be on this thing that feminists are stubborn people and feminists cannot be submissive a feminist is someone i say i don't want to be submissive i don't want a man to be the head of my family mm. i want to be able to do everything <laughs> it's it's similar to you cannot be a christian and be a feminist a very similar misconception so you know I don't know. It's you know when it comes to matters like this, you have to be very careful because it's very easy to be yes. misunderstood, very yes. very easy to be misunderstood and, and misquoted. So when people say things like this, I ask them one question and it's very simple: Do you think that a man should also be submissive? 
and they see things like oh no 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 the woman is supposed to be submissive the man is supposed to be the head and i'm like okay so so what happens when a man then is submissive to his wife then they say things like oh then his eyes he's not a real man he's a weak man and i say okay so that means oh, wow. you are saying that women should be weak and then they just keep mm. quiet because you know they start that conversation with things like no 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 women yes they can be strong or they should be strong in fact they should be strong but when it comes to their house they should be submissive and i'm like that's great and to be honest like i say things like this a lot i always tell people that a home is a home should be a united front so if i myself and my husband cannot be submissive to each other if he's ex- expecting that submiss- um, submissiveness just because i'm a woman now the thing is the underlying factor here is that he's tying it to my gender then there's going to be a problem so it means that he's not going to regard me in, in a certain way because of my gender alone now remember it has nothing to do with what he is bringing to the table as my husband because being my husband right. is a lot in the first place do you understand so if you're just expecting in your head that ah she's my wife i married her she's going to listen to everything i say she's going to obey me because i'm a husband so whether whether i'm saying nonsense i'm not saying nonsense i'm making sense or i'm not making sense she's just going to listen to me i'm not that means i don't even have mm-hmm. i don't have a say i cannot make an impact i cannot tell you what i think about certain things there is going to be a problem because going back to what i said earlier i always have like a take i may not necessarily be vocal about it i may not say that oh this is what i think but when you say something to me i'm going to process it in my head i'm going to think about it i don't just go ahead to agree i would most likely think about it it doesn't mean i'm stubborn it doesn't mean that i'm just unnecessarily looking for trouble or i'm just unnecessarily trying to start a fight no but i think that's what every human being should do you should actually because it just means that i'm i'm actually looking after your own personal interest in the first place if you tell me and oh i want to do working brain <laughs> exactly i have a working brain so i'm going to think about it so if i'm married to a husband that's just expecting that he says this and i just say okay okay sir anything you say sir that marriage is not even first of all i don't know but then so so that's what he will not even enjoy it let's be honest. i won't he won't enjoy I it will not. i will not and he will not even enjoy being my husband he will not say ah my wife that's the wife i married because honestly sometimes even in my house like when my parents say something and i'm like why don't we look at it this way my father will say things like ah you see you see my mom will say ah yes that's my daughter my siblings come to meet me and ask me for things and i give them my my honest opinion on things and sometimes you know they they turn out to be really good opinions so i mean that's how a marriage should be so if you're expecting the other party to just be unnecessarily listening to everything you are saying then it's then it's going to be a problem so that's why when people say things like oh that's why you're not married is because they expect that a woman should not have a say and that's where the problem is yep totally agree there's also a misconception that feminism is an adopted foreign concept it's something mm-hmm. we adopted from western culture right it's not true because when we look at history study like matriarchs who pushed for certain rights women's rights in nigeria now even in africa we know that this thing started from time immemorial it wasn't even about a western thing right and you you can blame history or people that documented history because of the way they also wrote these stories and kind of either excluded women out of this written history Mm. or they were misrepresented for example the popular one we know of the fumilayo and nipulakwakuti right yeah during history we knew her as the first nigerian woman to buy a car car. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's a misrepresentation this that is just like the fragment and the list of all the other things that she did you understand Mm -hmm. she started a woman's right activist movement as early far back as those days the 1950s right yeah and when you look at these women and what they have done okay another classical example the abba women riots yeah they called it a riot abby yeah (laughs) when it was actually a protest against heavy taxation 
and how women were excluded, their roles were excluded in, in governance, right? So you find mm -hmm. out that because of the way these histories were written, it was as if eh, African women are just so helpless. It's not, they are now looking to Western ideologies to come and save them and fight for them. If it wasn't um, feminism, now would they know that they have rights? Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's a misconception that if it wasn't for maybe education or western influence or feminism we wouldn't have a say yeah. in our own affairs or how things affect us but hey we have so many like literally a lot of women in the days that it was even thought that women could not have a voice who were speaking advocating and actually fighting for the rights of women in Nigeria. And when it was not even popular, because I mm -hmm. believe that feminism these days is so popular. Like that's why when you say you're a feminist, people are like, huh, not them, you get. Mm -hmm. Those days when you say you're a feminist, it really means something because you are really fighting like <laughs> the part yeah. don't be here, the part don't be say, just make just talk out for Twitter. You could be yeah. arrested for what you believe in or what you're fighting for. Look at um somebody like Haji Agambo Sawaba. Yeah. Mm -hmm. According to history, she's the most jailed Nigerian woman politician in history. Most jailed. You know, so and she was from the north, which also kind of debunks certain, you know, idea ideas and beliefs that northern women helpless. They cannot speak, maybe because of their religion or their culture. But at the same time, you find out that it's neither here nor there. You cannot totally, you know, paint that story with the same brush like you will paint other things. Are there women who do not have a voice in those areas? Yes. Definitely. Is mm -hmm. it every woman? No. No. Mm -hmm. What I think uh, on the flip side is that, as a matter of fact, uh, patriarchy is the Western concept that was that was adopted. Patriarchy. I said something. <laughs> exactly. I said something. I said something on my podcast when I did. I did a series titled "God Is a Woman," <clears throat> and in that series, it was dedicated. To, obviously, it was dedicated to women. And the last, I think, the last episode on the series was just mind blowing. Mm. I actually explained because I always say God is a woman, and people are like, "What do you mean? That's blasphemy!" Blah blah blah. Blasphemy. Like, me. <laughs> Let me tell you now. <laughs> And I'm like, well, God indeed is a woman. And then, so I'm not going to go ahead and start explaining why I think God is a woman. But I'm just going to tell you what I said on that episode that people began to reason with. I said something, I said, Did, have you seen God? They said, no, I haven't seen God either. So how do you know that God is a man? Because the people that wrote the Bible used he. But guess what? The people that wrote the Bible are men. They are going to use a gender that they are most comfortable with, which is their own gender. Okay, exactly. and then most of the letters of the Bible were written by men, which is most, which is largely because most of the disciples and all of that were also men. But I'm sure he did have um, female disciples, but they were overlooked because, in quotes, patriarchy. So patriarchy exactly. is even the one that is even the the Western culture. Because if you come down to to what we call mother tongue, it's called mother tongue for a reason, not father tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so most of these things are rooted, deeply rooted. In those days, women literally were the ones, okay, yes. like the, yes. the, 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 um, the reason why your, your, your child is intelligent is because of the woman, the, that's the female, the female genes and everything. So female genes were very strong. Exactly. And since today, female genes are stronger <laughs> than the male genes. So most of the DNA is even transported from the female genes, not the male genes. I said it in my podcast. I don't want to say too much on it, but because of the western culture guess what patriarchy just took over everything in the world so it almost seems yes. as if no we didn't learn feminism from western what we learned no. was patriarchy on the other no, side we didn't we didn't i agree because a lot of our cultures are actually matriarchal if you look at it. a lot of them if a you study it so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i agree i agree and this kind of ties into my last like um, misconception or what I would say around this misconception issue. Another misconception within us women now, because I think it affects us more as women than the men. A lot Definitely. of us women think that we need to become like men to end 
respect. And mm. so, so when we pursue equality, we look at it from the we I look at be it like from equal equal opportunity exactly equal opportunities. You know, getting seats at the the table and all of that, right? Then we mm. expand it to we must also be like men, act like them, have certain mannerisms of men to now be able to end those respects. So we don't focus on the uniqueness of being a woman and yeah. seeing that as enough. We think we need to dress like men, you know, be harsh, you know. Be tough and, like and, men. And it, <laughs> yes, you know, if I don't do it, they are not going to respect mm. me. And let's not even downplay the fact that even in certain workplaces, right, yeah. you must be that tough. Yeah. You know, because I also feel like the workplace was not designed for women, which is also why women struggle a lot. A lot of a lot of things are not considered. A lot of things that concern us are not considered in the workplace. So for you to make it as a woman in the workplace, you must put yourself in positions. And even if it means conforming to becoming a man, you must do it because you want to earn the same respect, right? The same equality. You want to be perceived as you are worthy of being in those spaces, right? This idea that we think we need to be less feminine to to get the respect that we need either from men or our fellow women that's a very a very strong misconception that very affects strong. us as well mm, very strong misconception it's something that you know when people say things like this i'm like but no i think the entire struggle is because we don't even think that we are human beings we already start giving ourselves labels from day one we don't think that mm. I'm a human being, mm. you are a human being. We have similar characteristics as, as human beings. And at the same time, we have different characteristics. Do you know that there are women who are tough by nature? And it has nothing to do with them being masculine. They're just tough exactly. and it's just their nature. In the same way, there are men who are soft by nature. And it doesn't make them any less men. It doesn't mean that, oh, you are acting like a woman. I don't like when people say things like, oh, you're acting like a man. But I'm just being myself. I'm just being really mm -hmm. principled. I'm just being, yeah. Mm. So all the, all of those stereotypes and labels, if, because we are struggling with those things, I think that's why we are even struggling to fit in in the workplace in the first place. That's the reason we are struggling to fit women in the workplace, rather. So basically, I think that if we can even take away these all of these labels and just address issues as human beings. If you are you're a human being, if someone does this same thing to you and deprives you, like I said earlier, deprives you of this because of your gender, you will not like it. So don't do the same for another person. But then at the same time, you cannot just also take away the fact that women go through some things that men don't. You know, so exactly. you have to make provisions for that as well. Make, that's exactly. Make room for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Lastly, something I want us to talk about, and it's more like a question to get your perspective. Why do you think that as a society and Nigeria now in focus, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it seems as if we have not gotten to that place of actualization where we have a society that is that has come to a place of actualization of respect for women respect for men understanding our unique abilities and respecting that right why is it that when issues of rights for women are talked on you see it's 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 trivialized down to roles right yeah. who is cooking what who should be yeah. the head and the tail who should be walking and who should not be I think mm -hmm. it's when we dwell on this a lot, it paints us as people, not just paints us, but it is what it is, right? It shows yeah. that we are yet to get to a place where we understand that women's rights, human rights is more than roles. It's more than yeah, gender definitely. roles. Definitely. It's more than survival skills, for God's sake. But that's my opinion. I want to get your opinion on that. I think that it is largely because of these labels that we've even put in in the first place, you know. Human beings just, you know, like to 
lay claim to reset. Like they put, they group each other and then just say, okay, I, I'm going to be addressed as this because I'm this, you know. So for example, most, some of these labels include religion, culture, all of these things have right. great effect on, on the, on what we are trying to advocate for. For example, that's why they would say that um, someone who is a feminist is not a properly cultured woman. That a properly cultured woman should not be a feminist because again, oh. culture is coming to play. So all of these things, you know, you are trying to go. You are going one step forward and like three steps backward. Where okay, we are finally <laughs> saying that yes, women have a place. Women should be given a place. But then you are still saying that women should be given a place, but they shouldn't be given a place on the actual table. They should be given a place on the sides because of culture. So women are not. I I still I saw this video of uh, Chimamanda and I was just laughing. Women are not allowed to break cola. Not women should not be at certain festivals. You know, all of these things. Plans. You know exactly marriage plans again. Oh, this is a very, very, very funny example. So one time I was telling somebody that um I was talking and the person said, Oh, what of your dad? What does your dad think? And I'm like, Well, I think my dad is okay with this. And they're like, Are you sure? And I'm like, Yes, I think he's okay ah. with it. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, but I think he really is okay with it, right? And it has nothing to do, it, it changes nothing, it has nothing to do mm. with how I am as a human being. It's just because mm. we are tying everything to culture so much that you know we're not going forward with this and mm. I, I think that this is largely the issue all of these mm. things are still just surrounded around the misconceptions that we have yeah. the labels that I we have created the religion you know people will say it's not biblical it's not biblical you're not being you're not being a proverbs 31 woman you're not being a proverbs 31. <laughs> and i just mm. laugh because i'm like so but, but the bible did not say you should treat women um women unfairly because you yes. want to be a good man. You know, the Bible yes. did not say any of these things. And they say, but the, the Bible said that, that the man is the head of the house. The man is the head of the home. And I'm like, well, if that is actually what the Bible means, then I'm most likely going to disagree with the Bible. I mean, who wrote the Bible in the first place? Because um, why does there have to be a head in my home to even start with? Like, why do we have to? Why should and there these be analogies from human beings that necessarily were not the word coming out from the word of god so it's like when exactly. i get an inspiration and i want to analyze it to you i would use what is known to what me, you can what i understand yes, yes. Mm-hmm. so if i say you are the head you understand it's an analogy mm-hmm. of another human being a man now in quotes who is looking out for his interest and the interest of his fellow men yeah mm-hmm so now so I hear you on that. Yeah, like I, I, I just ask questions on this when people say things like that. I'm like, okay, why, why are you looking for a governorship position in your house to start with? Why, why are you looking for that? That's why, why they come for you. That's why they come for you. <laughs> why are you looking for that? Well, because I don't want you to. You want start to any take trouble. away the authority. They will come for you now manhood has nothing to do with you just being an unnecessarily annoying boss has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with toxicity has nothing to do with your ego being exactly. a leader ego. has nothing to do with mm. your gender yeah. it's just yeah. you're just just too egocentric you're refusing to just see these things right and i always tell people something that i would love for just in the same way as it was in my house i would love like to have a family that understood that the family is best run when the best person who can do this thing takes it up and does it like i wouldn't actually sit down there and watch my son struggle with something when i know that if i let my daughter do this thing she would even teach him better how to do it i wouldn't just sit there and say oh you know what let him do it as a man i mean in my house when i used to watch my my father's cartoon i used to watch and we were we are three girls, one boy. And it would be very unfair if we say, because he's a man, he should take leadership positions. Let him go and watch the car alone. I mean, it's very unfair. Really unfair. Let, let's really put ourselves in this in this position. Very unfair. So if I say, okay, let my brother do everything that men should do because he's just, he will break down. Okay, and that really defeats the fact or the fact that we are trying to, you know, put the home together in the first place. So all of these labels, I think that's why we are still stuck in in rewind because we are going forward yes. and we are still going backward. 
Yes, cultural expectations and, and just people not understanding that culture is dynamic. I mean, who makes cultures? Human. Human beings evolve. Humans, human beings are dynamic. So why should we now hinge culture in a place that is not flexible? It doesn't move. It's so rigid. <laughs> Someone said that culture is just peer pressure from our ancestors. And honestly, oh like God, I've never agreed. So true. <laughs> I've never agreed with any faster than that. Because, that way, no because way, these people are no gone. <laughs> They're gone. I get it. Culture is a very important as no, I actually culture is a very important aspect of, of man's yeah. life, to be honest. And these things could still be a part of our culture as long as we're not killing anybody. Come on. Mm. You know, we're just literally stuck on something that the world has evolved. The world is moving forward yeah. and we are just stuck on something and refusing to change these things. And one of the things that make us human beings is adaptability. If you cannot adapt as human beings, yep. if you cannot grow, if you cannot move, yeah. if you cannot unlearn things in the past, relearn new things, things. we literally would become extinct. We become like mm-hmm. these animals because, yeah. and even these animals still, they adapt. They adapt to situations. They adapt and are living things. trees. Even, even trees, trees <laughs> I mean, humans are supposed to be the master living things that just stuck in one place. Come on. Yes. Yes. No, if you put it that way now, it's it's more of an insult, actually, because, wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Culture is dynamic. And so certain tra- and I don't believe that all traditions should be done away with because we are in the modern world, right? No. Mm-hmm. But... Because there are very there are traditions, there are cultures that I I want hundred percent to remain. Like it should be a legacy that is passed on from generation Definitely. to generation. But there are ones that are not helpful. They are not helpful. They are harmful. And when you look at it, it calls for that um change for reviewing yeah or modific because sometimes it's even a little modification not necessarily an overhaul mm-hmm. change you know just yeah modify it a bit tweak it to accommodate both and yeah. let there be a middle ground where both gender or both sexes meet and say okay it's good mm-hmm. for us because sometimes yeah, me- it's not about equality it's about fairness fairness is in fact it's yeah. majorly about equity than equality majorly about fairness if it's yep. fair on both sides why not it, sometimes if you even give everybody equal chances it's still not going to be fair so basically just look at it and say okay how can we be fair how can everybody come to a resolution how can everybody you know find a meeting ground and be okay with this decision basically and that's what that's that to me is what the feminism movement is all about how can you put listen to both sides both parties and then put things in place that are fair to everybody that's right mm-hmm. and now that you've mentioned equity i also want us to touch on how even within the gender female gender there still exists unfairness and inequality because you find out that we think that we are more feminist than the other person if they are not doing the same things as the way we are doing them but mm-hmm. i think it's also unfair for us to sit on the fence and be like is the men is the patriarchy is the this is the that right how yeah. do we hold ourselves as women who are part of feminist movements accountable for some of the things that we do that impacts us negatively as well you know the fact that yeah. a woman chooses to be a stay at home mom or a housewife doesn't make her less of a woman definitely not make her deserve less respect than you that think you're the boss woman career woman you're going it's getting the bag securing the bag you know it doesn't make the other woman less deserving of respect so because of that you know Mm -hmm. you you do not deserve a seat at the table with us yeah right the thing is um again i don't know why i'm this way but everything I do, I always say that be as human as possible. If you treat That's everybody right. as a fellow human being, you would understand why people have to make certain choices and you would respect mm. them. Mm. Do you understand? Like if if that is if humanity is literally at the core of your existence, we won't be having these issues, we won't be having these complaints, we won't be having this, we'll not have to be going back and forth. If I say I'm a woman, right? And honestly, 
at this point, my husband takes care of me. I take care of him in my own little way. And I just want to stay at home and take care of my children. And both parties are okay with it. And by the way, taking care of children is a major role. And it's should not be. It's small job. Hey, it's not. I wish people would understand this one. Hmm. In fact, sometimes I just wish, you know what? I want to just stay at home. I don't want to go to work for the next three months, if it were possible. So, and then at the same time, I say, you know what? I don't want to stay at home. I don't want to have to take care of my siblings. I just want to get out of here. So <laughs> basically, so basically, right, it has nothing, nothing to do with, we shouldn't look down on those people at all. So if you, if you understand why people make certain decisions and certain choices, then you know that you're not more female than another person. You're not more of a feminist than another person. Some people are literally called to be on the job. Some are yes. called to be stay at home moms. Some are yes. called to be career women. These career women most likely will not do very well being a businesswoman. Now I'm going yes. to, now I'm taking away. In, in fact, let me take away gender. Some career people would not do well in business, right? By business, mm. I mean you know doing their own thing. They most likely not, yes, they most likely will not do very well. But put them on a job where they actually have targets to meet. They actually have yes, yes a nine to five. They, they they excel at those things you know yes. at the same way some people who are entrepreneurs cannot even be nine to five you know nine to five hours they can't they will tell you ah, i cannot work i can't i can't do that i want to do this at my own pace and it's fine really it's really okay so all of these dynamics are just what makes us human beings feminism is not necessarily ah, i want to go out there i want to be out there i want to let the world mm, see me let the world be for any woman that's not going out that's not it <laughs> thank you so much for your time and this conversation and i feel like the more we talk the more we, it's like we are excavating more things to talk about because <laughs> it's really it's wide so, actually yeah it's, it's really really, really very wide I, i'm really grateful and excited to have done this with you because this is something i've been passionate to talk about I, I, I try not to identify as a feminist because of a lot of these misconceptions. And sometimes people that have these kind of misconceptions are very incorrigible. You cannot tell them anything. Mm. What I tell people is they tell me, because sometimes when I say something, it's not difficult to just spot it. When I say, when I say something, they're like, hmm, you must be a feminist. And I say, you know what? I'm a human being. <laughs> and that's that's most important for me and that's I'm a about human being <laughs> and i recognize <laughs> the feelings of other human beings and that's it you know and they're like hey but you know yes i'm like you know what because if i say i'm a feminist you guys are you're going to say a lot wow. of things so i'm just going to tell you for a fact that i am a human being and my humanity comes first before anything else and even if i were yes. a man i would definitely also think this way as well because i'm a human being that's basically yes. it yeah Yes, this is a sweet spot to end this conversation. Thank you so much for your time, your insight, your perspective. Thank you for the work you're doing on the Winnie, the Word of Winnie podcast, because I think that space is dedicated for women. If you just want to go and chill hmm, and be hyped and just get small sense, right, into mm -hmm. what is happening, just go to the podcast. If you feel like, oh, I don't know where to start, you know, these things can be very confusing just go there and get like inside and a and a balanced view i must give it to you you're doing a great job thank well you done. thank you so much you're doing a very great very great job on the girl unplugged i mean it just seems like a safe space for women like for girls basically it's like you know what i'm tired i just want to relax somewhere and just be a baby girl once more and you unplug know, you basically <laughs> you get it just, <laughs> just unplug man. thank yeah, you so much great job. i really appreciate you're welcome. it you're welcome.